there and welcome back to Black and White, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are so glad you've joined us today. Well, we've been talking about biblical love this month, and today we want to talk about self-love. This is a tough topic, isn't it, Micah? Yeah, because, I agree. It's, it's a hard one to conquer. Well, I think because there's extremes in our world. There's self-love that can often have pride associated it, with it, and there's even self-hatred that people have. And so what does it look like to love oneself? Well, we have a little glimpse into what Scripture says, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And Michael, what do you think about self-love? As you read that verse, it just totally hit me. You know, if, I, if Christ is truly in me, which he is, if Christ is in me and I am loving myself. I am truly loving Christ. Mm, okay. Amen. So as we kind of look at self-love and we think about what the world thinks about self-love and what we as believers would think about what self-love is, we've got to realize there's a big contrast there. Yes. There's a big difference between what the world says self-love is and what we would say self-love is. And then we have to realize too, even in our circle of believers, there's going to be believers who get this mixed up a little bit. Mm. So it's a little controversial, I think, because self-love doesn't necessarily mean what we immediately think in our minds. So immediately when we said self-love in the beginning, some people are going to be like, oh, that's just a selfish worldly yes. thing, okay? Yes. Right, because they're going to think manicure, pedicure, I'm going to go get a coffee <laughs> and have a day at the spa, right? <laughs> Self-love. But that's not what we're talking about today. No. I think really it's about finding our identity in Christ. You know, we were just reading that verse, and when we really have understood that, it isn't any longer living for Denise and what she wants or Micah and what her desires are. It's a submission to God to say, Lord, how can I live this life for you? Um, but there is a care component. I agree. There's a huge care component because if we are not taking care of the body that God has given us, the mm. mind that God has given us, the spirit that we have within us, if we are not caring for those things, we are not going to be able to function. Yes. Right? So how do we do that in a way that's honoring God, that's glorifying God, that's not selfish, mm. right? So some things that I've learned in my life is one of the biggest things is rest, right? Yes. Okay, rest is so hard, especially uh, for moms, convicting. right? Women, <laughs> if you have any list of to-dos, rest is just hard because yes. we want to get things done. We want to succeed mm. and we want to really, you know, live a life that shows that we have purpose, right? Yes, yes. But we can't really be our best if we're not resting. It's so hard to prioritize that, I think, because we maybe have the mentality that that's lazy. Mm. I know growing up, uh, I was not allowed to just sit on the couch. There was constantly this emphasis on you've got to be, your worth came from all you did. 
So that might be part of <laughs> my personality <laughs> now. I'm not sure. But I've had to work at resting, as funny as that seems. And for me, it starts at the beginning of the day. What is the first thing I do? And I choose to sit before God. If I don't do that, I have had days where I don't do that. Mm. My day is a mess. But the best self-care for me is sitting before the Lord, reading His Word, writing in my journal, and asking God, what, what do you have for me to do today, God? And that is my place of rest. Um, I cherish it. Yeah, I think it's valuable. I think it's so valuable. I do know also there's going to be people listening that are going to be like, really, Denise? I don't have a second to spare in the morning, right? Because mm-hmm. as soon as I get up, the baby's crying and needs to be nursed. Or, you know, my kids are running down the hallway and can't find their shoes for school. And the mornings are nuts, right? So I have been through those seasons yes. of crazy where yes. you the morning just isn't the time where I can rest, right? Mm. And you're up all night. And so mm-hmm. in the morning, the first thing you want to do, yeah, you want to rest, but that means sleep. <laughs> So I think we have to evaluate each season of life and find where is my place Mm, of soul rest, right? Mm -hmm. Where is my place of physical rest, mental Mm -hmm. rest? Where in my life can I fit this rest in? Because God wants us to rest. Come to me all that labor Mm. and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He wants us to take his yoke on him so that we can learn of him, right? The only way we can do that is if we slow down a second. So whatever season of life you find find yourself in, you've got to figure out where can I find that rest. For me in the early days of motherhood, Mm -hmm. in those, you know, late night, middle of the night nursing um, season, my mom had given me a little devotional book and it was like, I think it was called Start Your Day Right, Um, but I would end my day right. And so in that late night hour after I would nurse the baby at like 11 o'clock or midnight, I'd put the baby down and open that little devotional book and it had one little verse of the day and a thought. And that was my season, my little moment of rest for that time in my life. Yes. And I could have easily condemned myself and said, this isn't enough, Micah. You know, this mm. isn't enough. But in that season, that's all I could do. Because I had a lot of little people in my house that needed me all hours of the day and the night. Now I'm in a different season and I still have a lot of people in my house that need me, but I'm able to get up and have some time in the morning Mm -hmm. where I can sit and journal and read. And and I'll be honest, it doesn't always happen every day, right? Let's just let's just uncover it. Let's just be real. (laughs) Just exposed. Right? It's okay to mess up sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm giving you permission to to miss it once in a while. The important part is that we go back. Right? We get back to the word. So we mess up, we miss it. Don't just say, I can't do it. That's it, because Satan, he would just love to condemn us in that. But when you were speaking, I was thinking of the wisdom in that. It is, where are you at in your life, and how does it fit into your life is so important. There's no condemnation. It's going to look different for every person. I think about, I think it's in Psalm 90 where it says, uh, teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And so there were times, I think, is it Susanna Wesley who used to pull an apron over her head? I love that. (laughs) That was her devotion time. And you know what? I bet that community that she had with the Lord was incredible. Because when we are present with the Lord, whether it is, for me, a couple hours early in the morning or for someone else in the middle of the night when they're nursing, it's just about being available and saying, God, speak to me and being in His Word. It doesn't have to look 
a certain way. Yeah, I think it's so valuable. A friend of mine recently posted on Facebook a post about self-care, and Mm. she really uncovered the really the truth behind what we are believing. We believe self-care is something that it's not. We believe that it's going and getting our hair done. Right. We believe that it's having our nails painted, right? But those things are nice. They're great. <laughs> I love having my nails painted. I love to get my hair done. But that's not really where we're going to find the satisfaction that we're right. looking for when we're thinking about taking care of ourselves. Yes, we feel better when our hair is done. I feel better once I get my makeup on in the morning and I get dressed. Those are all wonderful things. But we're talking a little bit deeper today Yes. when we talk about mm-hmm. self-care. Yes. And so we're talking to a, a deeper level of really your spiritual self-care. What does it look like? And as my friend shared her post, you know, she kind of uncovered all these different ways that we think about self-care from, you know, the way that you look on the outside to going to the spa and I love going to the spa. There's nothing wrong with it. But what she said was, truly, the self-care we need is when we sit for her on her front porch with her Bible open, Mm -hmm. lets the breeze hit her face, and listens to the Spirit of God Mm -hmm. in her heart. That's when she gets satisfied. Yes, and I think self-care is a discipline. Mm. You know, and that's hard for our flesh. Believe it or not, our flesh may not want to take care of ourselves, but as you mentioned earlier, being used by God, we've got to take care of ourselves. And that might mean the dreaded treadmill, which... (laughs) Don't go there! (laughs) Don't go there! I have times where I am so faithful and, you know, and times where I am not. But when I choose to say, I've got to take care of what God has given me, physical training is of some value. And so I want to be faithful to steward what God has given. We are his creation, and we have worth that he has totally shown us. And so we have got to be stewards of that. And so that is what self-care looks like. It is a choice, a discipline to be daily um, stewarding the body that God has given us. I think that's so good. You know, so often I think we look at discipline as a as like a bad word, right? Mm, we it's, yeah. it's got a negative connotation to it. But when it comes to this specific topic of self-care, discipline is just so valuable. Yes. Because we're, if we're talking about our mind, our body, our soul, any area of life, and we're talking about ourself, the only way to truly improve is to be disciplined. Mm. If, that, if that means for my spiritual life, the discipline of reading God's Word, of getting into God's Word. We know what to do. We know we should read our Bibles. We know we should pray. But when we go day in and day out and we set the Bible aside and we let it collect dust and we don't open it, Mm. we are forfeiting our self-care. Yes. And same with prayer. You know, prayer is such a simple thing that we complicate so much. And I I look back on days where I didn't pray about things and I worried about them all day. Mm. And then I'm like, Lord, why couldn't I just say it out loud? Mm. You know? Why couldn't I be disciplined enough to go ahead and speak the words to the one person that can give me the answers? Mm. Instead, I held it in and I worried about it and I'm forfeiting the self-care that I know is available to me. It's the discipline that is so important of getting into the Word and communicating with God. That's when we're going to be able to truly accept and really experience self-care. Yes, and you know, I also think for me, I learned some valuable lessons that self-care 
came out of trusting God to meet my needs. You know, when uh, I remember years ago, believe it or not, where my budget was such that I really couldn't even get my hair cut. And I would look at people who they just had everything done to themselves. <laughs> and my nails were, well, they are what they are now. <laughs> I haven't prioritized that yet. But I would sometimes spend out of my budget because I felt like that was what self-care looked like. And then inevitably God would meet that need and I would feel convicted that I just should have waited on the Lord. He gives us what we need. And, and so I really have learned over the years what self-care is and what it isn't. And, you know, ultimately, when we think about self a lot and we think about our insecurities, the enemy would like to keep us in bondage about self. But we no longer live. That scripture we shared at the beginning, Christ lives in us. And so I am the indwelling Holy Spirit within me. I am daily nourishing, reading God's word, and living in the spirit. That is the best self-care that I can give. Yeah, I think it's so good what you said that God, you know, he gives us what we need. I whew, I recently had a book come out, right, last year in September. Mm. And you know, there's a lot of work that goes along with that. And as yes. you launch a book out into the world, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that I I was a little overwhelmed with. Mm. And so I had gathered this amazing group of women to be this launch team. And I'd done my preparation and I'd done all this work. And here came the week for launch, okay? And all of a sudden, I got a crazy illness, a crazy sickness, and I was literally on my couch from the first week of the launch wow. all through mm-hmm. the seven weeks of my book launch. I was literally on the couch sick. Oh and I really wrestled with the Lord, and I was like, God, why am I here laying on the couch when I should be out there really working hard to get my book out into the world? And God just so clearly spoke to my heart and told me, Micah, you're exactly where I want you because mm-hmm. I am taking care of this. So right Right now, this is a season of rest for you. It's not a season of work. You've done the work, and now it's a season of rest, and He is going to do the work. And it was just um, an amazing experience to look back on. In the time, I was so frustrated. Mm. <laughs> I was so frustrated because I'm like, Lord, this isn't the way it's supposed to go. And I think life's that way. Yes. This isn't the way <laughs> it's supposed to work out, right? <laughs> But if God has you in a season of rest and maybe there's an illness or something that has come that's that's put you down, you know, you're on your back, take this time to really tap into God and really listen and see what does he have for me in this season. For me in that season of sickness, God said, I've got this. Mm. I'm in control. And so I was able to rest, to take care of myself. And then as soon as that seven weeks was up, I was better. And I was able to rise up and do what God was calling me to do and speak at different events and spread the word about the book. But in that launch season, God had me just be quiet and rest. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful, beautiful picture of his provision for us of self-care, right? Amen. God has a purpose for every season of our lives. So we hope this week, as you take care of yourself, you will dig into God's word, that you will, in your living room, get on your knees on your couch and ask God to give you the rest that you need. Take care of yourself. It's okay to rest. You have our permission. Yes. So next week, we are super excited. We're having a special guest with us. Her name is Amanda Davison. She's the wife coach, and she'll be with us to explore what love looks like from the wife's perspective. We can't Ooh, wait to be with fun. her <laughs> and hear what she has to say. 
So thank you for listening today. You have been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.